Hi, I'm Dr. Carrie Heeneman, and I'm here today with Chris Janke on health in the real world. And we're discussing my small business, Family Meals First, and how I help moms take control of the health of themselves and their families so they can put nutritious meals on the table. It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Janke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by... Hi, I'm Dr. Carrie Heineman from Family Meals First. We work with families to help them come up with a personalized meal plan to consistently put real food meals on the table. Don't struggle alone anymore. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Family Meals First or look us up on the web at www.familymealsfirst.com. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Janke and I'm here today with Carrie Heineman. Carrie, how are you doing today? Good, thanks. Good, good. Carrie, you're a mother of four and you help... Uh, mostly moms, it sounds like, uh, kind of juggle meal prep and trying to serve healthy meals. Uh, fill in some of the gaps of what I missed as far as who you are and who you help. Yeah, so I'm a mom of four and I have a PhD in nutrition. And roughly 14 years ago, I became pregnant with our first child and I was working a high powered career and my husband was working a high powered career as well. And we did that juggle for about a year. And then I kind of had a nervous breakdown and epiphany that for our family, that balance was not working. And so I quit my job. And after 10 years of being home, we now have four kids and I am continuing to do the juggle, trying to figure out how to put meals on the table for myself and my family. And I see moms all the time that are struggling to get healthy meals on their table for their family, no matter what their balance is, whether it's that they're working full-time, that they're working part-time, that they're home all the time. I just feel like there's a lot of misinformation about nutrition out there. So moms don't know what foods to feed their kids. They don't know how to consistently get meals on the table and they don't know how to do it quickly. Got it. Absolutely. I would agree with that hundred percent. I also have four kids and it is quite a juggle. Uh, so I got you there. Uh, so what it's do you juggle, tell? But it's a juggle. It's a, yeah, right. It's the greatest juggle in the world. It's awesome. But yeah, it's, it can be stressful, especially if you're not prepared, right? If you don't right. prep properly, then you're kind of at the mercy of, you know, whatever the kids are craving. And then you pass by a McDonald's and they're like, oh my God, I'm not going to go there. Yes. And if you don't have something already kind of on your mind at home, it is so hard not to turn in and do that. Right. right. So that's why I work with moms to kind of give them personalized strategies because I feel like everybody is different, right? Like, first of all, everybody finds a different balance, whether it's that they're working part-time or full-time or at home. And then also, you know, different activities, different schedules. I know some people that, you know, they eat breakfast together. So that's kind of a family meal time, And that's the most important meal in their family and other people that it's a late night dinner. Um, some people it's lunch. So um, some people like you know, quick and easy recipes, somebody like, some people like to batch cook on weekends. So I kind of work with moms and help them find that strategy that works for them and for their family. Nice. Is there, so I know I totally get that everybody's different. Everyone has different sort of routines and structures of their day, but is there like a handful or even just one or two strategies that you would recommend to somebody just starting out? Like they just want to get some kind of handle on their eating. What would you recommend to them? 
For sure. I mean, my number one tip for busy families is to shop once a week, because I feel like if you shop every day, it's really easy to fall into the trap to get convenience foods to eat that night. So if you're shopping once a week, you're going to save money. You're going to put a little bit of thought into it because you need to make sure, right, that you have the food for the whole week. And it's also going to force you to eat what you have on hand, right? Because you're going to meal plan, think about it ahead of time, and then not get that convenience food and waste money and throw out produce. I don't know about you, but right, that bag lettuce that's sitting in the refrigerator, if you haven't, don't have a plan for it, it's going to get thrown out, right? So my number one tip is to shop once a week. And then my number two tip would be to have a well-stocked pantry to make sure that you have ingredients. I mean, some of my favorite pantry recipes are, I always have like a can of refried beans. I always have whole wheat tortillas in the refrigerator. And that's like a super easy, a bean and cheese, whole wheat tortilla burrito for my kids that I can put on the table. We also do, you know, whole grain pasta with sauce. Again, like if I'm on the soccer field until 7 p.m., I can come home and really quickly get that ready while I'm doing tubs and juggling everything else for the next day. Right, right. I can definitely speak about that shopping once a week and doing kind of shopping a little bit in bulk and from scratch. Uh, and as far as my budget, oh my gosh, I was so shocked. I think my budget decreased by 90%. I mean, yeah. I was surprised at the end of the month. I'm like, wait, is this accurate? I actually only spent $350 on five people. This is this just doesn't make sense. But it's right it really makes you it forces you to think about what you're buying and it forces you to eat up what you already have rather yes. than letting face yeah 100% 100% what do, so what do you tell somebody how, or actually let me ask you this how long typically do you work with somebody and i know that probably depends too but is it like a one and done or do you coach them over like a 6 month period or how, how does that work typically I really want to empower people to learn some strategies from me and then be able to go it on their own. So I really meet with people like twice. So they'll come to me initially with their problems and we'll discuss them. And then um, I'll go away and kind of come up with a personalized plan and send that to them in an email, which will be really detailed covering all the things that we discussed. And then I love to come back for a follow-up to kind of troubleshoot with them and say, hey, what's working, what's not, um, and be able to help them solve those final problems. And then obviously, I'm always available to meet again, but I really want to empower moms to be able to take control of the nutrition for their family on their own. And I also have an Instagram feed that I'm giving people nutrition advice daily. So there's always a resource that they can go to, to get kind of information, because as we know, marketers are really tricky and there's already confusing information, right? I feel like after I say something, the market has already changed and there's new confusing information out there already. <laughs> right, right. So what do you do? We were talking earlier and you said about the, you know, the yogurt aisle, for example, and there's like yes. 14 different options. What do you specifically look for? What's your step-by-step -step with the yogurt specifically? What are you going to, like, which yogurt are you going to buy? So when I'm shopping for my kids, right, I'm always, the two things I'm concerned with the most in the yogurt aisle would be sugar would be my number one. So I'm always going to go through and look for a yogurt that doesn't have added sugar, right? So yogurt is one of those things that's going to have natural sugars in it because lactose is a natural sugar that's found in milk, but you don't want to have any added sugars. And yogurt is one of those killers, right? Like so many sneaky marketing techniques come in to make you believe that it's healthy, even though it can be packed full of sugar. And sometimes it can have as much sugar as like a chocolate chip cookie, right? So here you think you're buying your child something healthy and in turn, you're actually giving them a dessert. So um, number one, I look for as low of sugar, added sugar as possible. So hopefully zero grams of added sugar. 
And then number two, I'm looking for protein. And that's where, you know, if you're looking for some of the alternative non-dairy yogurts, which some people, their kids have tummy issues, right, with dairy milk, um, you want to make sure that there's protein in your yogurt. So things like coconut yogurt tend to have really low levels of protein. So I would look for things more like almond or oat milk-based yogurts because those tend to have a higher protein level. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's one thing. I, I kind of have a similar mindset as you. I don't want, I, I want the one with the most protein. Like I found one, I forgot the name of it, but it had 15 grams of protein in just like this little cup. Yes. And no added sugar. And it was like the most densely packed yogurt. And it was so satisfying. It was so good. And it had one ingredient or, you know, two ingredient milk and the right. cultures, right? It's the best. Yes. It's the best. Yeah. I'm totally with you. But when you're faced with like a hundred choices, right? right? Like it's hard to know even where to begin with. And right. if there's full packaging on one of them and your kid is with you, I mean, I've definitely fallen prey to this, right? You're going to go with right. that one. The kid wants the cartoon character because of course yes. that's the best one. Oh. And oh, they do, they know how to get them, right? Never take your kids to the grocery store if you can help it. That's my, my advice to people, to parents. And if you do, I will tell you a little bit, a secret trick of mine that if you have kids that um, like the sugar sweetened yogurt and you wanna kind of wean them off and get them to eat plain yogurt, you can put just a tablespoon of mini chocolate chips as kind of a mix in to the plain Greek yogurt. And a lot of times that'll help kids kind of transition over to the plane and you can slowly wean them off those chocolate chips till eventually they're doing like blueberries or strawberries instead to make it sweeter. Wow. That's pretty cool. You know, it's, I mean, it's kind of sad, but they say, right, sugar is a drug. And I almost, as you were talking, I was thinking of like, you're weaning a heroin addict off of something. And these are little children and they've been marketed this just sugar, 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 like crazy. And, and, and. That's just, uh, yeah, my visual was like some kid in like a rehab facility, which is very sad, but uh, that's what they're doing, right? Yogurt, like yogurt with 27 grams of sugar and two grams of protein is just, it's unacceptable. It's just really not healthy at all. Yeah, that's really kind of why I started my business because I feel like as moms, like we inherently want to do the best for our kids, right? I think parents all want to inherently do the best for their kids, but I think nutrition is one of those things that everybody does, right? Everybody eats. So everybody feels like they're an expert. And there's also so much information about nutrition out there that I really want to empower moms to make the best choice for their kids. So they can confidently go to the grocery store and be like, you know what, I'm going to choose this and this for you. And this is why. And then, you know, at the end of the day, kids who become healthy eaters turn into healthy adults, right? And that saves everybody at the end of the day. Right, right, right. Do you, so do you ever have people who come back, let's say after like six months or a year and they've fallen off the wagon and you have to sort of get them back up or is, is it pretty, like most people are pretty sustaining with it? You know, I think it depends on the motivation and, and life too, right? I think COVID has been kind of hard hitting for everybody because you had kind of a routine going for you and then all of a sudden everything turned upside down, right? So um, I do occasionally have repeat customers, but for the most part, I don't because I'm really trying, like I said, to give people tools so that they can use those at the grocery store and use those tools to make smart decisions for their family. But, you know, don't give up. Like I'm a big believer in moderation and I'm a big believer in the fact that it's never too late to start eating healthy, right? So if it's a holiday or you experience a period of stress, you can always start to eat healthy for your family again. It's never too late. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, I think that's really important. And the time can be right now. It doesn't have to be, oh, I have to wait till Monday or I have right. to wait till the first of the month or the first of the year. It can be like, 
okay, well, I had a meal that wasn't very healthy two hours ago and I'm starting right now. And that's okay. Healthy. Totally fine. Yeah. 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 And everybody- I'm a big believer in enjoying the foods that you really enjoy, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's another thing that um, women, especially, but men too, we kind of get caught up in the latest craze, whether that be low carb, low fat, mm-hmm. keto, whatever, right? And um, really, it's always coming back to nutritious foods, fruits, vegetables, whole grains. And, um, you know, if you get sidetracked, um, that's okay. And you should also, you know, the problem with those diets is because they're so restrictive, you can't enjoy that piece of cake at your friend's birthday party. So then you're going to go home and binge, right? So it's better to kind of stick with these basic nutrition things that we all know of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and enjoy those treats um, in moderation, rather than having to go to an extreme very restrictive diet. Right, right. And I think that moderation too automatically sort of keeps you in line. You know, when you're eating really healthy for a while, you know, the body sort of stops desiring stuff like that. Or maybe you have two bites of the brownie instead of two plates full of brownie because you're like, you know, I know what this is going to do to me and I enjoy the flavor, but I really, I feel it in my stomach. And I think that's a, that's a really good place to get to when people are thinking not just with their taste buds, but with the outcome of, you know, gastrointestinal stuff and everything that goes with it. And, and you can feel, right, like how, how it affects you. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, that's why I think it's so important, not only for us as adults to change our own eating behaviors, but to model that and then to empower kids as well, right? The earlier kids learn about the importance of healthy eating, and that doesn't mean that they only eat healthy food, right? But the earlier that they learn about the importance of healthy eater, healthy eating, the better set up they're going to be for the rest of their lives. And that means they're at lower risk for heart disease, cancer, diabetes. I mean, as a parent, who doesn't want that for their kids, right? Right. Absolutely. hundred percent. So what would you tell somebody who is maybe a little bit how do I say it? a little bit on the fence, maybe as far as um, maybe they've seen some of those crash diets or like the keto or the paleo and things like that. And so I guess sort of that all or nothing mentality that I think we sort of alluded to earlier, like when you go on a binge and stuff like that. So how do you get people to see more of like the gray area of like, it is okay to sometimes eat a piece of pizza or a couple of pieces of pizza. And, but these are like the principles, like like the 80-20 maybe? Like how do you get people to sort of see more like, hey, it's not about I'm going to go 100% or anything like that? I mean, so healthy eating is really something that you need to do for your lifetime, right? Like there is no magic bullet that is going to allow you to follow some rules for a couple weeks and then be able to say, okay, now I can enjoy the rest of my life and eat whatever I want, right? So I think the sooner that we realize the importance of eating healthy food most of the time, the happier we're going to be, right? It's going to stop the roller coaster and the yo-yoing and um, it's going to help you be healthy long-term because ultimately, if you want to keep your weight under control and your health good, you have to eat healthy food most of the time. I mean, it's just like your car, right? Like occasionally you're on a road trip, right? And you stop at a gas station and you're going to put less than desirable fuel in your car, right? But your car's not going to run as long, right? Eventually you're going to have issues, but you want to put good fuel in it most of the time so that you can run your car optimally for as long as you want, right? And we all want to live healthy lives and we want to be able to function at our best for 
the longest we can, right? So the sooner we realize that we need to put healthy food in our body, most of the time, the longer we're going to be able to enjoy that health that we have. Yeah, 100%. Uh, would you say there's a percentage breakdown as far as diet versus exercise? What do you think rough ballpark? Is it like 60-40? Is it 70-30? As far as what is more important? Okay, so that's somewhat of a trick question. Like it's it a is, trick it's a totally <laughs> trick question. I got you. <laughs> so I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say 70, 30, right? I mean, I think at the end of the day, the biggest change has to be what you're putting in your mouth, right? And your attitudes towards food. Um, but if you are looking specifically to lose weight, you've got to get out there and start moving. So when I'm working with a client, I encourage them to first start to clean out their kitchen and look at what they're feeding themselves and their families. But then, um, you know, once you get that under control or as soon as you're working on that too, right? Cause like we said, it's never too early to start and it's never too late to start. So um, you also got to get out there and get moving and it doesn't have to be you know, running a marathon, like, I don't know about you, but I am a runner, but I'm like the slowest runner ever. <laughs> so I mean, like, I'm lucky to get a 10 minute mile, but I do it twice a week. Right. And I will tell you, like, I started after my fourth child. So I was like, he was like two. Right. And I went for my first run and I think I made it 10 minutes and I was like, oh my gosh. Right. I'm seeing like these young girls, like sprinting past me on their like right. seventh mile. Right. But I stuck with it and now I can run, you know, five miles and it takes me about 45 minutes. I'm not fast, but I'm out there doing it. And then, you know, the other days a week, I do that twice a week. The other days a week, I just walk. I walk with friends and it's a win-win because I'm out in nature, which is good for my mental health. I'm talking with a friend, which is also really good for my mental health because of course we're going through the laundry list of issues in our life, right? And I'm also moving. And so it's kind of like this win-win and all these different boxes, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was kind of a trick question, but I just thought it'd be interesting. <laughs> <It's a good laughs> <one. laughs> I, like, I like questions that don't really have a right answer. And I mean, they're both important, obviously, that that's yes. the, the answer. But um, but yeah, I think if you take the extremes and you look at somebody who maybe eats really, really healthy and, and doesn't doesn't really work out, but they're obviously moving throughout the day you know, maybe a light walk or even just walking to their car that that sometimes can be enough versus the other extreme of, you know, the the person who's almost addicted to working out, maybe they work out twice a day for two hours each, and they're just eating pizza and uh, cookies and anything they want, because Oh, I burn the calories, it's fine. That person's going to be at a, a big time disadvantage compared to the person who eats moderately and nutritiously. So and yeah, I mean, it goes hand in hand, right? That person that works out so much, they're probably really into performance, right? And their performance is just not going to be there if they're not fueling their body with good fuel. Right. And likewise, if you don't get yourself moving, but you're eating really healthy, I mean, you're going to lose things like your mobility and your strength, right? So again, that's going to hurt you in the long run as well. So it's really kind of a balance of all those things. There we go. So the answer is both. The answer yes. is always both. <laughs> yeah. Diet and exercise, moderation in both. Um, so Carrie, what, um, I'm going to go really big picture now. What would you, sure. what would you tell a group of people? Let's say you're called in to a university to give like a graduation talk or, uh, or like a, a corporation to give a keynote speech. What's your one to two minute motivational speech about, about life in general, like how to get most, how to get the most out of life, different, um, 
you know, goals, different, you know, different things that have guided you over the years, what would you tell them? My advice would be to focus on eating healthy food most of the time. Like you said, it's like 80-20, right? So I focus on keeping my house stocked with fruits, vegetables, whole grain, being able to put healthy meals on the table for my family most nights of the week, right? And the rest of the time, I just really focus on enjoying life and enjoying food, right? Because food is also something that brings us together because we have birthdays and we have family dinners. And those are also really important, right? You shouldn't miss out on those or feel guilty about attending those. You should be able to go those and really enjoy it. So, you know, we're running a marathon and we're doing the marathon of life, right? And if we want to be able to reach it to the end successfully, we got to learn these basic skills and make food and family meals and our health a priority as soon as we can. Awesome. Thank you for that. And uh, Carrie, I want to give people a chance to be able to contact you. So uh, website, social media, or if you have any programs coming up, uh, kind of give those uh, as well. Yeah. So you can follow us at Family Meals First on Instagram or Facebook. I also have a website that's www.familymealsfirst.com. Or you can just reach to me, reach out to me at Carrie at familymealsfirst.com. And that's spelled K-A-R-R. I-E. My mom made up that spelling, so I know it's a little unusual. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Family Meals First. I like that name. Family Meals First. Thank you. Nice. Well, um, Carrie Haneman, I appreciate you joining me today, Health in the Real World, and uh, we'll hopefully be in touch. And anybody thinking about, you know, transforming their nutrition, getting some very practical and very customized uh, techniques, definitely give Carrie a call. Well, thank you, Carrie, again. Thanks, Chris. It was great talking with you today. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below. Visit mycorebalance.com to learn more.